What's up, you guys? It's Naval here, giving you the third episode of the Legends Lounge podcast. This podcast can be found on all streaming platforms like Spotify and iTunes, and also including a visual visual version on YouTube. Uh, today, for our, the third episode, we have a very special guest, Dre and Nila. What's going on, my brother? Yes, sir. What's good, man? Thank you for having me, bro. Yes, sir. As always, as always. Um, so if you guys are new to the podcast, we basically just talk about everything apex oriented and then towards the end of the episode, we always just try and get to know the guest a little bit better. So, um, Dre to kind of kick us off and start us off. What got you into gaming? Ooh, what got me into gaming? Oh, I've been gaming ever since I was like three, four years old, if I'm being completely honest. And I have a picture on my Instagram of me, like playing on the computer when I was super young. Um, but I think mainly my father my father got me into gaming we we started playing games together like on the sega genesis on like the nintendo 64 i used to play a lot of like earthworm gym and like sonic and, and stuff like that you know we've also played space invaders and shit like that um but then also my brothers so i grew up like kind of like in a gaming household you know overall i have four brothers and they all gamed you know so i i grew up watching them play like resident evil you know smash bros call of duty uh, pretty much any game any mainstream game that you could think of you know what i'm saying so watching them made me want to play games and they were so much older than i was so whenever like you know they weren't you know gaming they were doing homework or if they were even at school and i had a day off or like i got picked up from school or something like that i'm instantly you know hopping on the ps2 and stuff like that my brothers they used to really be into like jrpgs like final fantasy and kingdom hearts and stuff like that and so those were some of like my fondest memories growing up you know playing those type of games with them um but yeah definitely my dad and my family my brothers they they got me into gaming heavy bro did they ever, i really started gaming did they ever do like any um kind of like social media stuff like as in like youtube or like record or any of the stuff or did um, they just like play casually no they they pretty much all played casually so like they they didn't do any type of like recording or like content creation or anything like that but they did somewhat they played like half casually half competitive so when it came to like mmos so like they used to play a lot of final fantasy 11 right and also this game called conquer online i don't know if you ever heard of it yeah um but they always tried to be like the the top of the leaderboards in terms of like pvp or like the best stats or like the best gear or whatever so they really like took that serious um but in terms of single player games no they played that casually but when it came to like online games they always wanted to be like the best best and i remember my oldest brother he really grinded conquer online when it was popping like back in the day like 10 15 years ago and he was i think like top 10 on his server so he he really like took that shit serious <laughs> did you guys ever like do split screen and like uh have any like kind of like tournaments in the house because like you said your dad like he also mm -hmm. played a little bit did you ever have like game nights with like the family or anything or not really yeah well we we didn't have like any like actual game nights like with the entire family it was just like me with my brothers and then like my parents were kind of just like watch and like supervise and stuff like that mm -hmm. but we would oh we would run up the mario party bro let me tell yes. you the mario party were the days man <laughs> the old one the old school one on the gamecube oh. I would I would get my shit worked because my brothers were always just so much better than I was in terms mm -hmm. of like just skill level and because they're older and I was still so young. But let me say I have fun doing it, bro. I, I I was I was never like one of those kids where if I lost I'd start crying and shit like that and kind of be like a bad sport, you know. I always just had fun regardless, you know. And that's yeah. how I am now. Like I never really take things too seriously. Like, even if I lost, I'd be like, oh man, and we just play again. Like I was just happy to be playing with them and just like you know having that type of like social interaction or like spending time with my brothers like that, you know. Like I didn't see it like that when i was younger but like looking back like i was just happy to be there and be a part yeah. of it you know all right if you if you played mario party right because you always mm -hmm. see it when you whenever you're playing that game you got to select your character 
Who did mm-hmm. you select? That that's the real Ooh. question. That's like a personality was, type shit. I was always shy guy. Shy guy. Ooh. Yeah, shy guy, bro. I was that boy right okay. there. My brother, he would play Bowser. Another one would play Luigi, and then I think another one played Koopa. Koopa. <laughs> yeah, Koopa. <laughs> bro, I when we had uh, our game nights, because would, we would always play on the uh, N64, right? So we can mm-hmm. all, it's a family of four. So we had just the right amount of like, uh, yeah, players to be able to play. So yeah, yeah, mom would here. always choose like Peach or Daisy. It, d- it just depended <laughs> on the pond today. I mean, that's just classic yeah. shit. Yeah, dad would choose mm-hmm. like Bowser or some shit. I forget what mm-hmm. my brother chose, but I always chose Toad. Man, Toad was my guy. Toad was fire. Yeah, I Toad love was Toad. Sick too. That man yeah, is no, just so fucking cool. fire, dude. I love yeah, Toad. Or, my other, uh, yeah, my other brother, he would pick Toad sometimes too if he wasn't playing Koopa. What what's the the not Wario? What's the other guy? The the purple. Waluigi. Yeah, that dude. I love yeah. playing him too. He was just Waluigi. so weird, yo. I know, bro. He looked so goofy with his little mustache and everything, and how lanky he was yeah. too. That's what, bro. I felt so connected to him. I'm like, yo, that's a tall, lanky looking weird dude. I, I like that's this guy. Me. That's me, exactly. Dude, I'm in the game. I'm in the game. Said, I'm in the game. They made a character out for me. Dude, I love that shit. That was that was peak gaming. No bullshit. Really that was. was peak. Yeah, that was peak. No like no real micro transactions. Yeah. No like predatory ways to try to get you to spend money. It was just yeah. good fun, bro. You yeah. know. And every game that came out then was just it's as polished as it's gonna get. Mm-hmm. There's no like yeah, exactly. automatic updates. Like after like six months of the game, mm-hmm. they could just implement yeah, something. You got the no. full product. Yeah, that's what you I'm got saying. the entire thing, bro. Honestly. I, I don't really care for Nintendo like games all too much anymore just because like I like mm-hmm. shooters and whatnot. But yep. uh, Nintendo's undefeated, man. They got some they of the are. best music, best like yep. games, bro. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. Undefeated. Did you, uh, did you play like any of like the sports games growing up? Like yeah. um, like Wii Tennis or yes. like or Mario Tennis or Mario Dude, Golf it, or whatever. It, that started, it started out as uh Nintendo sixty four like uh Mario Party and then it eventually mm. went to Wii Sports with the whole family. With yeah. like dude, my dad on um, boxing was undefeated. <laughs> he would be whacking it. Bro, I swear he would be mad coming home from work and then he'd be like, Yo, get on boxing Wii Sports get right on, now. Yeah. I'm I'm running your pockets. Get on boxing. <laughs> it's time. Everybody had their game. I I did yeah. baseball was my shit, bowling was my brother's. Mm. And then boxing was my dad's like that. That mm. was kind of how it was. So we would do like a, a circuit thing. So it was like who mm. could win as many games. Cause like if we were to only play boxing, my dad's he's undefeated. He ain't going to ever lose. Nobody's yeah. going to win in the family. Yeah. So we had to do mm. each and every sport that like we sports offered and figured out like who could like, who was the best at, yeah. Yeah. Best at everything. So it was like, <laughs> that was so funny. But like mm. my, oh, my brother, he would cheese the whole family with bowling. Cause like, if you like no. hold the buttons like a certain way or something, you could almost always get a strike or some shit like that. I forget exactly mm. what it was, but he would just cheese us. Yeah. Like holding the back button because you have the like A and B on the front yeah. and then the little back button. If you hold that mm. like a certain way and like twist it, str- I don't know what he did, but mm. oh, he would yeah. cheese everybody with that. Yeah. <laughs> but that was strike every time. Yeah, and you yeah, can no, unlock like the different colored balls and everything too. Yeah. That was fire. Yeah, my dad and my mom, they used to play tennis a lot, like IRL. And mm-hmm. so, like, when whenever we would boot up, like, Wii Sports, that was their go-to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I would always get worked because they would take it <laughs> so serious, too. Like, they would they'd have the stance and everything ready to go. And they're like, oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? They would be sending it, bro. And they would be like, oh. And they would send it down and it would fly up. And like, oh. 
I can't even keep up, bro, with my little ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Dad, why are you trying so hard? You know? Bro, they would go hard, bro. Everybody, so serious. Whenever you're throwing your whole body into it, that's when you, you're in oh, the game. Yeah. You're in the zone. You sure. can, that's unbreakable. Sure. You're in that even shit. With, even with volleyball, too. Like, my mom loved volleyball, and I think she played it growing up. So she would, like, take it so serious. She'd, like, throw it up in the air. She'd, like, oh, she would be grunting and everything. I'm like, I, I can't keep up. Why are you taking it so serious? I'm like... I used to be like more of a heavier kid growing up. I was the fat kid growing up, you know? So like during these times, I'm huffing and puffing in the living room, bro, dying. I'm like, like after about three games, I'm like, I, I'm done. I No, I, I need to take a rest. I need to take a breather. <laughs> bro, Pete <laughs> They were trying game. so damn hard. Pete gaming right there. No bullshit. That's I know, Pete. Pete, for sure. All right, last last question before we get into like all the, the, the actual Apex stuff. If you had to pick Sir. one console one console and th this can even include pc a little cop-out answer mm. but you you can include <laughs> it what's the right. best console in terms of like overall like variety of like the games mm. that you can select the uh controller itself the longevity mm. problems with overheating or anything like that like mm. what what console are you picking Ooh, if i had to choose i'm i'm doing it for nostalgic purposes and also because the memories that i made on that console with xbox 360 that was that's fair just that was yeah that was peak console gaming for me bro like i think i had my like actual real socialization and real start with just overall gaming and just like the world that we live in on the 360 you know with with halo with call of duty with uh madden you know everything like i feel like the 360 was like the elite console back in the day and like just everything that you could do with it like you jailbreak it but then sometimes you get the red ring of death yeah. like all these different things and like the mics back in the day so like i would <laughs> beg my parents to buy me a better mic because i used to be literally i used to be a rager i used to be a squeaker rager back in the day so i would break controllers i would break mics over call of duty and shit like that so i'd always beg them to buy me like the better ones and shit yeah. like that and then I also begged my dad for like three months straight to buy me an HD PVR, if you remember what that is. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I begged him, bro, for three months straight. And then he finally got me one, and I instantly became like the coolest kid in school. Because <laughs> everybody wanted to play with me now. And I was actually playing with like bigger people. Like I was playing like people from like Obey and like Soar and like sometimes FaZe people. And like I would come to middle school and be like, yeah, I played, I played with FaZe Fakey <laughs> last night. They'd be like, whoa. Everyone thought it was so cool. <laughs> Dude, I... I never got the HD PVR. That that one looks really nice, but I got the uh yeah, the, I them. the Roxio. My dad, he would not oh, pay for that. he wouldn't pay for that shit. I was like, dude, can you please get it for me? Can you please get it for me? Like, can you get it for me for Christmas? And he'd be like, Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. And he would just tell me mm -hmm. to have to shut up. He would be like, dude, stop asking. <laughs> Christmas would roll around. Yeah. I'm like, Where's the where's the Roxio? He's like, what, what rocks you? I forgot about that. My bad. My bad. I'll get it for you next Christmas. So I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I'm catching on. I'm catching on. He's not yeah. getting it. I had to pay for it, dude. But, oh, dude, Damn, that, that that's the real struggle. It's like the, uh, oh, yeah. what was it called? The the RCA cables? The the, no, oh. no, the, the the connectors. Instead of like using the mm -hmm. HDMI, you had the, the red, oh, yeah. white, the and red blue connectors. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's mm -hmm. the real shit right there. That's the real I shit. I know. I remember the first time I ever like hooked two and two together and I had like the HDP VR to like my laptop mm -hmm. and I had my gameplay from the 360 recorded on my laptop. I literally like, I had a fucking <laughs> revelation, bro. I was like, what? Like I was like 10 years old. Dude, and it was, was so like, sick. I was like, I can get my gameplay in great quality to my laptop and then like edit this. Like, I kid you not, bro. I had a field day. I I, I fell in love <laughs> with, I think, like just overall content creation, like in that moment, you know, Dude, that was the coolest thing ever. It was so sick. Cause like I, I, when I was younger, I wasn't able to have like 
consoles in my room because my brother's five years older. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he eventually, like, just like over time, he was able to gain more mm -hmm. and more like uh, abilities to be able to do different things. So he, at the age of like 18, 16, or something like that, or 15 around mm -hmm. there, he was able to get his own like um, console in his room with a TV and stuff. And I wasn't able to get yeah. that. So he brought all the good consoles that I want to play in his room. And like, mm. so he, whenever he's like at work or at school, I would always rush in there with my laptop, my Roxio, plugging everything in. Mm -hmm. And then I would have no idea when he's coming home. So I would yeah. have to, I would hear like the door like uh, close downstairs and I would have to be like, mm. oh shit, I got to turn this off. Got to unplug yeah, this, like, unplug this in. Everything, dude, it, out, yeah. it was always the most awkward like stares from him. Like, dude, what the hell are you doing in my room? I'm like, like oh, what are you doing? I was looking outside at the bird, dude. I don't know. It was a cool bird. Why you got a laptop? Dude, I'm trying to record the bird with the laptop, man. Take some pictures and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. before I, that, I used to... I used to play this game on my brother's computer because like my parents like they would buy like computers or like piece or consoles like for the whole family like all of all my brothers yeah and i remember like i would play this game called rumble fighter back on like computer on pc and i would play it when i got home from school because i was still like i think in elementary like early elementary like second or third grade and i would get home at like around noon but my brother wouldn't get home till around 2 3 p.m so for those like that little window i would play that game but then where our pc was set up it was pretty much like in the kitchen slash living room but it was right next to our front door so i'll be playing everything like that hear him walk in we make eye contact and he always say was get off and that was literally <laughs> it and i just so I was like, Yep, it's my I, time. Gotta yeah, go. I was like, no, no <laughs> argument, no nothing, bro. I'm like, all right, because <laughs> I knew I was a little brother, you know. Like I had yeah. no say, you know. So yeah, I just yeah. knew, and then like you know, I he pretty much would game until he had to do homework. I would take a little short forty-five window window to play that game again. Again, get off, and that was it. <laughs> I was like, all right. It's yours, you know? <laughs> that was the same thing with mine. Like, uh, he, I always had to play on his accounts because I couldn't create my mm. own or else he would just straight delete it. He's like, nah, this is my console. <laughs> he, would, he would just yeah. get rid of it. So I had to play on mm. his secretly. And I remember yeah. vividly, like, when uh, Modern Warfare 3 was a thing, uh, mm. I would always run the P90 in Modern Warfare mm. 3, and he would yeah, never touch that gun. That. And with mm. that game, you could see your weapons progression, so, like, how often yeah. you use it. And one mm. one weekend he was just gone. I don't know where he was. I think he went down to like Virginia to see some of his friends or whatever. And he came mm. back and I got his P90 gold because that was the only gun that mm. I used and he never used it. <laughs> so he saw that I got yeah. the gun gold. And like, mm. he, I think it like, I can't remember if I'm remembering this correctly, but I swear he gave me like a look of like, all right, don't do that again. But you know what? You did a good job this time. Thank you for getting <laughs> yeah. that gun gold. Yeah, he was like, good shit, but like, stay off the console. Yeah, good, good job, but like, don't do that shit again. Don't touch yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, sharing stuff was uh, that. Honestly, yeah, like, it it's tough. nice. It's nice having your own stuff because you could play play whenever you want. But you ain't gonna yeah. get any kind of memories like that anymore. Like that yeah, shit. No, that is definitely not. Age. That's it was peak. That is peak. All right. Getting into the apex, a little apexy. Mm. So content with apex, it's relatively mm. stale. It's hard yep. to really get on the game and consistently grind it, especially if you're doing it for a job. You know, you always mm. see people on Twitter like complaining, like, "Oh, why did the pros complain about the game? Or why are content creators always just like not wanting to play and saying, oh, mm. this kind of sucks as my job.' Oh, it would be fantastic to play, you know, games all day and have that be your job." When your job is super stale, even if you're just like doing like a warehouse job, it's gonna get boring. It's the same thing with Apex. Yep, for sure. If no content is being pushed out by EA, it's gonna eventually get boring. And there mm -hmm. hasn't been that much content. There might be like a few couple of events with skins and stuff that costs a crap ton of money to even buy in the first place. So mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The only thing that Apex has really brought out is kind of like control, which they took away. Apparently, they're bringing it back for the new season, but also mm-hmm. arenas. Besides those mm-hmm. two things, what kind of game modes would you like to see Apex kind of bring in? It could even be like Ooh. a game mode from like Call of Duty, Halo, mm-hmm. a different game, or even just something that you just come up with off the dome. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, uh, rotating LTMs, I think, is one of the biggest things that Apex can benefit from because I feel like right now there there is no type of, like, casual lane. You know, it's just straight, like, Battle Royale, which is filled with sweaties and SBMMs cranked to the max. And then ranked, you know, but not everybody wants to grind ranked. But... In terms of modes, obviously control being the number one one number one mode where you can you know respawn, you can pick your loadout stuff like that because you know the most fun in Apex is its actual gunplay and how the game feels and shit like that. So control obviously number one. Um, the first one that came to mind after that is almost a mode where you can all pick the same legend. So imagine like three Pathfinders <laughs> on one team or three Mirages all ulting at once and having 16 different decoys in, in a little small area or in a building. Like I would love something like that, you know? Um, also dummies big day I thought was really great where there was no abilities, right? And it was just straight gun skill and just straight gunplay. I thought that was a lot of fun as well too um maybe uh maybe like where you have like a raid boss because i know in overwatch they have this thing called like 11 kids and one dad or something like that and so you have like one big boss who has like a shit ton of health and then all the other people who are the 11 kids they're all real players still and so is the raid boss and you just all try to take down this one raid boss so maybe like they can have an oversized huge gibby right with like 11 little (laughs) race and you all just try and take down this gibby and shoot him while he has like 10 million health you know like i think that would be that would be hilarious that would be fire you know um, but just modes like that or even like a forge or like a workshop where someone can create their own modes or create their own type of layout Like I know r5 reloaded has that where you can kind of like, you know Put things down and like make different things and kind of like customize stuff So if they had that type of customize customizability, right? Is that even a word custom? I don't even know the it word you know what word I'm looking it, it, for. It's a word now. It's yeah. a word now <laughs> But having that type of customization there we go would be would really benefit apex in the long run You know, and I don't yeah. know why they haven't even done it yet 15 seasons later four years later, you know, so yeah Yeah, dude the meme content that would come from an oversized Gibby mm-hmm. dude If he ever that throw his you. dome, it would just be a real loud basically <laughs> throwing some cover for my brother That <laughs> would be hilarious That's how it is in overwatch. Too. I don't know if you ever played that mode, but like whenever they use their abilities as a dad it's super bassy and super loud it's hilarious bro it's so good dude like whenever like there's a reaper i don't know if you played overwatch but like yeah, when yeah. he does like when he ults, he's like die die yeah, die yeah. so like when he does he's like die, die. it's so <laughs> funny bro it's so fucking loud and bassy it's hilarious dude it would be so funny like just have like three content creators run into the the game mm-hmm. of where you were talking about like having uh a, a squad of three all running the same legend dude if you just Mm -hmm. like were able to like get everybody into like one building and you all three Mm -hmm. throw a caustic alt into a building (laughs) dude that is straight online bullying but that would be content (laughs) oh yeah to tell you like there's so many little things that they could do for content you know like it would be so funny i definitely wouldn't be funny for the team in the building you know but like (laughs) it would make for a great tiktok clip or a great youtube video you know yeah it would be fire yeah i wish i wish they had like private mode like i i'm glad that um ea is like eventually giving you know creators like you and uh other people yeah. for like community games giving them private lobbies and whatnot and access to that mm-hmm. slowly and surely but yeah. it would be so nice to be able to just give people kind of like a workshop implemented into yeah. apex where you can actually create game modes save them and then share it to um like the community of apex like if somebody were to create 
like infected everybody loves infected from call of duty oh, I know. create something so like good. that with like a fuse because mm. you, you already have fuse where you can just like shoot yeah. something out of his um his launcher just do mm. something like that just have something mm. where yeah like almost like a throwing knife yeah exactly so just do mm. something like that like I, yeah. I i remember talking about this is like if you just steal a lot of like game modes from call of duty like capture the flag mm. would be pretty interesting yeah or like exactly. hard point would be i mean control mm. and hard points pretty similar but it's like domination yeah. hard point kind of mixed yeah. together but like stuff mm. like that like it would be really nice just having like yeah. stuff like that or even like demolition that's a game mode from call of duty that i loved where it's like search and destroy yeah. but it's got respawn mm. kind of implemented into it yeah. stuff like that just honestly just steal exactly. stuff from other games and just it make it so different. simple it, it's, mm -hmm. No, I, for sure. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many times we're like, I'm playing pubs and Broken Moon comes in a rotation or Storm Point <laughs> comes in a rotation. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking play this. And I don't want to yeah. go and play ranked. I don't want to play, go play arenas, you know? But like, I could literally kill time while still playing Apex by playing these different LTMs or playing these different game modes, you know? But like, yeah. they just they just don't have it right now. They just don't got it. Unfortunate. So. Do you think yeah. like, so like how in Fortnite, they have the events where you know the map changes or they just have different like mm -hmm. items always being um introduced even in the middle of the season it's not just a seasonal thing mm -hmm. where oh season 15 let's brought yeah. let's bring in a new gun to the game they'll even just mm -hmm. drop some new stuff in there or even some like new abilities or something do you think yeah. apex would benefit from like in-game events like that just like how fortnite oh, does sure. or do you think it's mm -hmm. do you think apex is a little bit too mature because i mean fortnite is obviously kind of like Target it towards mm. the younger audience, and I feel like Apex is a yeah. little bit more matured and you know grungy, mm. and it's not super you know, um, yeah, cartoony and childish. But yeah, those events, some people find it cringy and whatnot, like adding like a mm. Travis Scott, like you know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, what was it called? A concert to the game, concert, so, yeah, or some like people, a marshmallow concert. Yeah, some people find that cringy, mm. but do you think Apex could take that? general idea and then mold it to their own thing and it would be beneficial for the game bringing in new new players and retaining yeah. its player base yeah no i i definitely think it could benefit in so many different ways you know because like it's gonna all collectively put someone i honestly don't think they do it because of the servers and they can't handle like all the server load and all the people kind of playing at once you know what i'm saying yeah um but I think it could for sure benefit not only from a player base but also content creators too because everyone's gonna want to watch that content when it comes out too yeah like i remember when cod you know they did like the godzilla versus king kong thing that was an in-game event where you could literally see them fight in game you know yeah. and it was super fucking cool you know even like with apex the first thing that came to mind is that when Stormpoint came out they had that big ass like bug you know what i'm saying and that was like a part of the map but they could have made that an event right where like the bug comes out of the fucking shore and like you have to fight it or something like that and then it yeah. eventually becomes a part of the map so you feel like you're actually a part of this like ever-changing you know world in this universe not just like logging in updating it and everything's changed already you know what i'm saying like it, it almost feels like you're kind of disconnected in a way but if they do it where like you know you're actually living through it and you get to be a part of it then it feels like you actually were a part of this universe and you actually had had some type of like impact you know what i'm saying yeah the, the inclusion yeah. of the, the community yeah. just makes it a lot more immersive and actually exactly. wants to like keep exactly. you there. Mm -hmm. Like For how you sure. were saying with like how the you, you might think that some of the in-game events can't be achievable just because the servers mm -hmm. can't handle it. 
Mm-hmm. R six Rainbow Six Siege. They have they had this season called Operation Health, I believe. I don't yeah, play the game, I so I could that. be wrong. I could be wrong about mm-hmm. that. But like they they just oh, did an, a com- okay, yeah, they just did a complete mm-hmm. overhaul of the game. Like they didn't add anything new. Mm-hmm. They just yep. fixed everything. Every problem, every mm-hmm. nook, every cranny. They just fixed everything that they possibly could in one season. Do you think mm-hmm. Apex would? Do you think it would be overall beneficial for them to do that, or do you think they would lose too many people? in that kind of like whole whole season timeline of not adding any mm-hmm. kind of new content or do you think it would be beneficial overall for apex to do something where they don't release any kind of like new map they don't release any kind of new character gun anything like that they just fix overhaul uh tick server rate different servers maybe definitely fixing the audio which is non-existent half the time <laughs> like do Literally. you, think, do you yeah. think it would be beneficial or do you think it would hurt mm-hmm. the player base um, I, I don't think it could hurt the player base at all. And I know a lot of, you know, not only content creators, but people in general have definitely been asking for a season like that, you know, where they say, fuck the new content, fuck bringing anything new, new gun, new legend, new map, whatever. We just fix the core issues of the game that have honestly been a part of the game ever since this game's release. You know, in terms of, like you said, the server tick rate, you know, the audio, um, obviously the no regs, because I still get no regs to this day. Like, it doesn't make sense to me how you have a $3 billion FPS shooter and half your bullets still don't register. And nothing pisses me off more when that one bullet could have killed that enemy, but it didn't register, so you end up dying for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so annoying. It's so frustrating sometimes you know so i think if they actually just took some time to really set aside putting out new content and be like okay what can we fix about this game what can we improve on already within the actual formula and the foundation that we have you know what i'm saying yeah i think they would not only have a lot of people returning to the game but they would please an already community that they have right now playing you know what i'm saying yeah i, I definitely feel that uh, like who's at the door really quick I, I hate to fucking cut you off really quick i'll be right back okay go do your thing, go do your thing. Like 30 seconds do your thing. i'm so do your sorry thing. okay i'm sorry <laughs> um like how you were saying earlier with, uh, I believe it was R6, where you can kind of mm. create and like tweak different things within Apex. Mm. Kind of like how CSGO has, where you can kind of create your own skins and like you, you have a market where skins are valued at whatever the, the market actually determines the skin to be like a Dragon Lore is expensive, but that price fluctuates due to the, the want and supply for that actual skin. Mm. Do you think yeah. implementing something like that for Apex would be... Um, doable with different skins because there's skins from like season two battle pass like the uh the flatline mm. skin from the season three yeah. battle pass everybody mm. likes that shit everybody wants it it's a great skin and a lot of people can't have it because they just they didn't play it in season three or they just mm. didn't buy the battle pass or whatever yeah. it couldn't be do you think that ea would somehow be able to implement that mm. in like 2023 or just in the future years to be able to have a market where people can buy and sell different skins and trade it from accounts because i know um right now just recently with apex you can gift people different things um Mm. within the game do you think that they'll eventually be able to move into that um realm where you can buy and sell skins um from other players from account to account Mm. um to be honest i don't know i don't think so right because i think one ea is a little too greedy for that you know i don't think they would allow that they i don't think they would allow you know, being able for players to have some type of profit for just playing their game or at least getting lucky, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like loot boxes or or something like that. Like let's say they do get a rare skin, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And someone else wants that skin. Let's say they get like a rare race skin or something like that or even like one of the prestige skins, you feel me? Like 
you know you, you pay around 150 bucks when it does come out but i mean like you know you have to kind of rely on heirloom shards after that you feel me so someone mm -hmm. could sell it for you know 170 dollars 180 dollars a little bit like you know more than what you paid for and still get that 20 30 profit or, or whatever you know I don't think EA would allow that because they're just way too money hungry for that. They want way too much money to go back into their pockets, you know? And I feel like with Apex being the game it is, I just can't see it really like working out like that, you know? Like they already have a lot of systems that they should add before that, you know, in terms of to, to improve the game and to improve the overall quality of life and just the community aspects of the game. So if they did add something like that, I feel like it would be way later down the line. Um, but no, I don't, I don't even know if EA would do something like that just because they're so money hungry and they would hate for, you know, money to go back into other people's pockets. That's not <laughs> theirs, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, what do you, you think that they might do that if they add it like a EA tax? So like a 5% mm. sales tax on each sale mm. would go back mm. to EA. Cause like how you were saying, like with the prestige skins, it costs 150, but say if the mm. market like determines that that skin's actually worth 300, right? Mm -hmm. With you know that's 150 dollars going to the person if that's if there's no like uh revenue split but if there's revenue mm -hmm. split where it's like 50 50 then ea gets 75 dollars and then the other guy gets 75 dollars as well they mm -hmm. both make profit and they're both adding stuff like the person want who wants the skin gets the skin the person who's trying to sell it gets the money that they want and ea is also profiting on top of the 150 dollars skin that that person who sold it for already bought mm. it for so they're making even more money and then everybody's happy do you think that ea would do that or do you think ea is still just too greedy to the point of where they're like ah it's too much work to implement it and mm -hmm. you know it's it's just too much to actually yeah. handle and do it yeah. deal with see like it, it makes sense right and i understand it but i also think ea is riding on the fact that they understand that when you do get these prestige skins or when you get these heirloom skins like it, it releases dopamine in your mind you know and it makes you feel good and stuff like that but you also not only have that but you have you have some type of like exclusivity right when you get these skins because you feel like not everybody in the game has them because they're so rare you know yeah but the fact that like you could just buy it off the marketplace you know and you don't actually have to like buy the loot boxes but you could just buy the skin directly from the marketplace i feel like ea wouldn't really like settle with that because then people would just buy the skins that they want and yeah you could do that with the heirloom shards that you want right now you know but it's more of like a gamble you know a surprise uh, what is it loot mechanics or whatever the fuck they call it you know like mm -hmm. they they kind of ride more on like the psychology aspect of it rather than just spending straight out money to get it you know like, yeah. they want to like rather than you just buying the skin you want and then be done with it they would rather you continue to keep gambling and continue to keep trying to go for that next one you know what i'm saying yeah like you, once you once you get it bro right you get it you're like oh fuck yeah i got it now you level it up a little bit you toy with it you have it for like a month and you're like i want another one you know and so like they're just gonna keep going and they keep riding on the fact of you trying to gamble for that next heirloom or that next skin that you want you know yeah I, yeah. that, that makes sense it's it's unfortunate mm. but it, it does make sense from like yeah. both perspectives because mm. whenever ea drops a new event right for like the r99 mm. skin wingman they always have the pay to win skins but for the mm. event skins it's never the pay to win like version right yeah Do you think ea is doing that on purpose because i know that they've like heard from like people on twitter's like like complaining like oh just release if this skin was the pay to win i would use this 24 7. Mm. 
You think EA is yeah. doing that on purpose, or do you think they're just so unbelievably oblivious that they don't even realize? Um, I think doing? they for sure are doing, you know, at least on purpose to a degree, you know, because they do know, like I said, like they 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 write on the psychology factor of it, and they know probably a lot of these people, like they probably get data from Respawn, they talk to the Apex dev stuff like that, and they know that people want this skin, but they want to low key keep it away from them for as long as possible to build that hype and to build that like greed aspect of it, you know, like that you have to have it and so when it does come out right the longer people have to wait for it so when it does come out there's going to be even more people who want to get it you know or who want to buy it or, or whatever you know what i'm saying like they try to just like ride that and keep that away from the players just long enough where they won't forget it right but they also will still buy it when they see it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. So I think they definitely are doing that shit on purpose. <laughs> there, there was this one skin that came out. This was like the first Halloween event skin. Mm -hmm. It was a uh, wingman skin, and it's like a clown, and it's forty. Yeah, like, I remember that, dude. I love that skin so much. I would mm -hmm. use it every single day if it was just the the nice wingman, like yeah. the the pay to win one. Is there any mm -hmm. skins that you have? that you use that a lot of people mm. don't use where it's either like a mm. unique skin or it's a rare skin or you just don't mm. see other people using is there any skins that you run mm. specifically um there isn't any one that i can think of that i run specifically that i know a lot of people don't run but one skin that i always liked but that a lot of people didn't like is like the rhino like reactive 301 skin i don't know if oh, you remember that it was like, that's the season yeah. two thing yeah. yeah back in the day bro like the blue one specifically like i always liked it like i always thought it looked so cool and like yeah it's chonky whenever you ads yeah. and it definitely like obscures your view when you're shooting at someone but i always thought it looked so cool and people was like why are you always run that like it looks so <laughs> ugly and they low-key bullied me to switch off of it but i've always liked it i always thought it was such a cool skin i always Dude, loved like the noise it made too when you knock someone oh, it's like that oh, thing like, is so loud like you can't exactly. hear anything but that's why i liked it so much though because i thought it was so badass i thought it was so cool <laughs> dude i wish i liked the skin like i like the idea but the gray mm. on the actual rhino it looks plasticky yeah. if it I, was yeah, like I a metal or something mm. like that oh that would go so yeah. hard no i could definitely see that for sure yeah. two thousand percent it was they so did look kind of like plasticky <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one of them uh those those nerf guns that you get at like walmart for like 30 dollars oh, <laughs> and they're, the, they're not even the real nerf guns they're the off-brand ones that just try and look like nerf <laughs> literally ones. bro like the super basic ones and half the time they don't even shoot right bro they yeah. get jammed and shit <laughs> they get jammed as soon as you shoot it literally bro <laughs> but yeah that that skin is so so loud the reactive know, skins bro yeah. they are loud loud yeah it's pretty bad but i mean i liked it back in the day i still like it i, I would run it but there's just so many better skins nowadays hey man i i, I respect it i respect it there's this <laughs> there's this rape skin i i don't remember mm -hmm. what it was it was um it was when solos first came out in king's mm -hmm. canyon it was yeah. that event where it's like um oh, i can't even remember. i don't even know how to describe it it's like tribal-esque Mm. Or whatever it's the the rafe skin where it's got mm. the red face paint and it's like kind of oh, caked under her talking about yeah, but i used I the that. blue blue recolor of that skin i remember that so it's i like used more the like blackish bluish yes that's the one mm. yeah, i remember that one everybody's mm. like oh that's a cool rafe skin but you should use that one i'm like oh yeah sure totally dude i'll i'll switch right now what am i doing i'm so stupid should have been yeah. using that one no <laughs> dude that that blue yeah. one is so clean that one and then yeah, also like the um the uh phase walker where it's kind of like a mm. space helmet one with Ooh, i used to love that one back yes. in the day it used to be my skin back in the day i yes. love that one so much it was so gas 
That I also was, like like the nice. clown ray skin one too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think she had like the red hard eyes. You know what I'm talking about? And like her gloves were like kind of reactive. I forgot exactly what it was called, but I, I remember it came out. It was like a free like Amazon Prime skin or something like that. Uh, okay. I always, yeah, I always loved it. People hated on me for using it, but I always thought it was so cool. Dude, I I don't have Amazon Prime connected to my to my uh, uh, EA account. Mm. One skin that I wish. I had was the Kraber neon skin where it's all black. I remember that one, dude. That one mm. goes so hard. Anytime yeah. I, I, I don't think I have it either. I love my Kraber skin, and anytime I pick up a Kraber, mm. I automatically like change the skin to my skin. But if I yeah. ever pick up that Kraber and it's got that skin, I ain't touching it. it. I ain't touching yeah, it. Yeah, it's so gas. I don't think I ever got it either because I was like, oh, I'm, I don't really care for it. But then I see like how rare it is and also how cool it looks like actually in yeah. game. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have got it, bro. It's so wish nice. I would have got it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gas. All right, going into uh, networking because you're somebody who you know plays with a lot of different people. You also play with your your kind of like friend group, but you also branch out and play with new people, and you're always very friendly, and everybody loves you in the community. What's kind of the best way to organically like gain new friendships? Because it's always hard to go up to a streamer that you admire and you mm -hmm. like, and it's like, hey man, can we play? That streamer probably gets that question ten times per day, and that's not necessarily mm -hmm. the best way of asking it. So how yeah. would how do you or other people, would you say, is it best to organically, you know, gain friends within the community without coming off mm -hmm. as like needy or any kind of way? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think one of the main things, right, is being very self-aware of like where you're at in your streaming life and your streaming career and also like within like your lane and also your content. You know what I'm saying? So you have to look for people who are obviously around like the similar size you are. Let's say you average 30, 40 viewers, right? You want to look for other 30 to 40 viewer streamers like in the directory that are streaming and stuff like that and just hang out in their communities, hang out in their chat. You know what I'm saying? Like don't deliberately just straight up like ask like, yo, can we play sometime? You know, first time you ever meet them or even the first day that you're hanging out in the community because it comes off very off-putting, you know, it comes off very disingenuous, you know, but like, you just you, you have to go about it in a natural way, you know, and you just hang out in their communities, you know, get to know them a little bit. And then eventually, you know, if they're looking for people, you could be like, hey, you know, you want to run some games sometimes or even DM them off stream sometime, you know, whether it's on Twitter or within their Discord or Instagram or anything, be like, or anything like that. And be like, hey, like, you know, I love your content. I love your vibes. I stream myself as well. So if you ever want to run some games, you know, like let's add each other or something like that. You know, I always tell people you kind of have to feel it out and like kind of like feel the energy, you know because you yeah. could go about this right and do all these things and still it could you know be kind of like you know it could be weird energy to some people you know so you always have to kind of like read the room and go about it in a natural way like if you're forcing it then it probably isn't going to work you know so you have to go about it in a natural way if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't you know you there's other people out there and you just got to run with them also solo queuing you know just straight up playing the game and using your mic, whether you're playing pubs or ranked, right? Eventually you're gonna find someone else who has a mic as well. And you know, you might be friends with them and you know, who knows, they may be a streamer. Or even if you find someone who has like TTV in their name or, you know, or anything like that, yeah, there's streamers who play the game every single day who play pubs. And so you might run into one of them and you might be friends with them like that way. Like I've definitely met a lot of like my other streamer friends just simply by playing the game and running into pubs with them or running into ranked with them. And then we just, you know, hit it off from there. So just by playing the game or even just like searching around people who are similar in size. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, I sir. mean, a mm -hmm. lot of people, 
I feel like like I, I I love whenever I see somebody come into Twitch chat and it's the because you can always see whenever it's their first message so it's like first yeah. time viewer saying hey can I play with you it's like <laughs> bro, so weird so you don't weird. you don't even you you've, so you've never even been here man like yeah come on so bad so mm -hmm. I I get what you're saying like I know some people are you might not like the answer of like kind of like mm -hmm. realize like your own lane or your own bracket of like you gotta work your way up the bracket in a sense yeah and it's not yeah. necessarily the easiest or nicest kind of like truth of like mm. to that answer but it's it, it is true because you gotta like you you don't see how playing with just some random jimbo from yeah uh, a, a pub game that he met two mm. two days ago yeah you kind of gotta exactly. you have to prove yourself yeah you have to prove yourself so mm. what do you think is like the most organic way to get in front of somebody's eyes like say if you're super antisocial and you don't like messaging mm. people or you're too afraid to ask somebody to play what's like the mm. most organic way to be able to get in front of people's eyes um without self-promoting or having like let's just say you don't have ttv in your name what's like a mm. very organic way of getting in front of people's eyes or getting into an algorithm um i think like i said right is is just hanging out in other people's communities you know what i'm saying because like people recognize na names that they see consistently, you know, oh, excuse me. And so if you're constantly hanging out in someone's stream who is similar size to you or someone you feel like you want to network with, you know, then uh, once you, once they recognize your name and they see that you're constantly in there and stuff like that, they may just pop the question and be like, Hey, do you want to play one day? You know, but you also have to like prove yourself in terms of like, you know, that you're, you take yourself serious at the end of the day, because if you're just streaming for like a hobby or doing content creation to pass the time or whatever, do you think people who actually like see this as their job or who want to make it their job, they want to play with you? You know, do you think they really want to like play with someone who isn't taking this seriously? Serious, you feel me like they're not gonna waste their time you know so you have to also have that type of you know you need to make that decision like are you really doing this for a hobby and doing this to meet people or do you want to network and actually try to grow your brand and you know hopefully make this a career one day you know and once you make that decision then you can kind of go from there as well too you know yeah that makes sense do you think yeah do you think so i've se i've been seeing you posting a lot on like TikTok and stuff and actually mm. doing really really good on TikTok. do you think like some of your TikTok like viewers, like first time TikTok viewers, they've never seen mm -hmm. your YouTube, your Twitch, anything, any other social media. First time seeing you is on TikTok. Do you think or have seen a lot of people coming from TikTok to Twitch? Have you seen like viewers transfer from one platform to the other? Mm -hmm. Um, I think when I had my videos, right, and I had like some of like my best videos in terms of like performance and views, right? When that was happening, I did see a lot of people like come from TikTok and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think for the most part, people like to stay on the platform that they're already comfortable with, you know? So like, let's say they watch YouTube videos most of the time. They don't really watch live streams. They're more than likely going to stay on YouTube, you know? Let's say they just watch TikTok clips and they don't really care to come to live streams. They're more than likely going to come to, you know, they're going to stay on TikTok and stuff like that. But that shouldn't discourage you from continuing to try and post those clips and constantly trying to link your Twitch channel where which where you can monetize yourself at and and ha have them hopefully come and check you out when you're live. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it shouldn't stop you from doing that because i can guarantee at least one person out of a hundred is going to come to your stream and that slowly adds up that slowly builds up i always tell people you know one day at a time one step at a time one brick at a time you know anything in life worth actually kind of working for it's always a marathon not a sprint you know you can't have that instant gratification mindset you know you got to have a you got to have the long term in mind and the long term in play you always got to play for the long term you know what i'm saying because that shit will always outwork and it will always kind of it'll always outweigh the short-term type of things and the short-term type of plans and ideas you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i definitely do think it can work and uh, and people do transition from platform to platform i feel like if they're more accustomed within the world of gaming but if they're like a you know a casual who only really watches like content like that like off work or during their lunch break or whatever you know what i'm saying then they're probably not going to care but if they're actually involved like that then they will definitely transition you know um platform to platform for for somebody who may or may not know when it comes to working with brand deals or contracts or uh sponsorships those kind of companies and uh employers really like to look at every social media you have they like to look at TikTok, mm. twitter youtube mm. twitch and all kind of like interactions and like the amount of outreach that you can actually give to them and like say if mm. you do a hello fresh kind of like deal how many people can that deal from HelloFresh reach out to your community? Do you think that TikTok is a highly valued um, platform for brands? Like say if you have like 50,000 people watching you on TikTok and 50,000 people watching you on Twitch versus 2,000 people watching you on Twitch and 100,000 people watching you on TikTok. Do you think that one platform holds more value over the other in terms of like outreach numbers when it comes to brands and uh contracts to be able to negotiate um i think when we're comparing twitch to to tiktok right or honestly any platform to tiktok yeah. then that other platform is definitely going to outweigh tiktok because with tiktok right the the viewer retention is there right but like i said these people on tiktok they like to stay on tiktok they're not really going anywhere else you know unless they get paid to do so or unless they really like your content and they really like what you're providing them you feel me yeah. um but in terms of like one platform meaning more than the other in terms of monetization i do think twitch holds the most monetary value because those are live viewers and you could put something right in front of their face like 800 viewers on Twitch is a lot more important than 80,000 viewers on a YouTube video. You know what I'm saying? Because on a YouTube video, they're just going to watch it. They're just going to be like, oh, whatever. I don't give a fuck. They're just going to skip right past the sponsor, right? Which, yeah. which they are forced to watch that live content. And people nowadays, they buy, they purchase off of emotion, right? So if you're a good salesman, you know what I'm saying? And you're selling this product and you and you feel that emotion that people need or that void let's say someone's hungry and you're doing a pizza pizza sponsorship you know what i'm saying you throw that pizza in front of their face and be like damn that looks good i'm finna order one you know <laughs> but with youtube right they're more than likely not gonna give a fuck they're just gonna skip right past the segment you know like they're just gonna get to the actual content yeah. that they came to the video for you know so that, on twitch i think it definitely is like at the at the top in terms of like monetary value in terms of sponsorships brand deals all that stuff right TikTok, not so much because people really don't i guess transition off of TikTok. they don't really go to different platforms unless they really fuck with you and stuff like that youtube is probably you know second um instagram's pretty good as well but it's probably you know third but TikTok's definitely at the bottom of the barrel <laughs> that makes sense with because mm. with uh youtube they recently implemented the thing where like whenever you hover over the um 
the timestamp bar or like mm -hmm. however long the video is you could see yeah wherever the, the most viewed stuff yeah you could you could see whenever the most like the most viewed portion or replayed portion of the video mm -hmm. is and anytime that. that there's like a, a brand deal within that video it's always right when the brand deal ends is like the most mm -hmm. like played version so <laughs> yeah. everybody's just yeah. skipping that yeah. and like you know one, one thing that sweet dreams does that's perfect is like Mm -hmm. Even though this isn't necessarily like a, a brand deal or anything like that. Anytime, like, say if he's... Because he's always about dry, dry humor and whatnot. Anytime yeah. that, like, he has a bad game, he's like, oh, damn, guys, that really sucked. You know, five gifted subs would be really, you know, helpful for me <laughs> right now. And then you'll yeah. just see people, like, spam the Twitch yeah, Prime they and love gifted it. subs. They love it, bro. So, yeah, I... absolutely I, love it. You know, you really did change my mind. I'm not going to lie, because mm -hmm. I, I did value YouTube and Twitch on similar levels of importance mm -hmm. of actually, like what's important for brand deals and whatnot because mm -hmm. with youtube like you said you can reach eighty thousand people with one mm -hmm. video and you're not chances are you're not going to have eighty thousand live viewers but you can yeah, reach eighty thousand exactly. uh views total on a video but chances are they have their own uh you know free will to be able to skip a video mm -hmm. or yeah you know just overlook the brand deal or whatnot but if you're yeah. like how you said live and you're a good salesman or whatever like whenever how does like a a raid shadow legend stream mm -hmm. he, you can all he's always just like oh dude yeah this is how i warm up for tournaments and stuff <laughs> it's like no that's yeah. not how you warm up for tournaments but exactly. he'll, he'll pitch yeah. it to you and he'll keep like reminding you of like oh can we get this download oh guys we're only five downloads away from the from the uh mm -hmm. the goal and whatnot so just having that live kind of car salesman-esque kind of like uh conversation between yeah. the viewer and the, the exactly. actual streamer can really yeah. help like push a brand deal or just push whatever goal you're actually trying to achieve mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, no, for sure. And because it's live, you know, a lot more people are more inclined to like just, you know, people impulsive buy. I do it all the time. I know everybody does it, you know? But yeah. with Twitch streams, like I said, if someone really likes that streamer and they support them, they are going to check that out no matter what. Even if they don't buy anything, they're at least going to click that link. And in a brand deal's eyes, impressions and lick link or click links or link clicks, sorry, I can't speak, <laughs> is so much more like important to them than then someone just like skimming over their their youtube video or how many subscribers they have on youtube or like the, how many views they average get or they get on average you know what i'm saying because yeah. like because it's all live right and like with 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 twitch, with twitch streams right people like to feel like they're a part of something live and they get to see it like firsthand like you know you can't recall how many times right where like you got to see something live and in that moment you felt like really fucking cool like, like a concert or even like with the recent like world cup like you watched that final game live and you're like holy fuck like this is going to be memorable for years you know it's the same thing with twitch streams you know what i'm saying so people would rather watch that live and if they don't watch it live they feel it almost feels like they're missing out on something you know yeah. So like when they're watching it live, like that's the perfect opportunity. Like, boom, here's a sponsor, boom, here's a product, boom, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And that is always going to be more important in my opinion, especially in this day and age, like for brands than, than any, anything else, even yeah. with like YouTube live streaming, you know what I'm saying? Like just live streaming in general, I feel like it's so much more important than like a, a YouTube video or even like a TikTok clip or whatever, you know? Cause like I said, people will just skim right through it. You know, they don't really care. They're going to go yeah. to the actual content that they want to watch, you know? It's kind of just like putting a, a product in the person's hand and letting them feel tested and like actually try yeah. it out versus rather than yeah. just showing it to them like, oh, it's it's in the background of mm. the stream. What do you think about that? That's mm. cool. I hope somebody asks yeah. about it rather than just like, oh, look at this. Just kind of like putting it in their face without like, you know, just pushing mm. it onto them. Just really just trying to get them yeah. to click the link or be at least yeah. interested in whatnot and whatnot. So Exactly. No, for sure.
Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, the, the Twitch does make a lot more <laughs> sense. That that makes a lot of sense. I'm not gonna lie to mm -hmm. you. I I've always, cause you know me, I've YouTube has been my main thing. I do like to stream a little bit here and there, but YouTube is my main thing. So yeah. I've I've am a little bit more towards biased towards YouTube just because it's my it's my field of comfort or like my comfort kind of zone. Mm -hmm. But that yeah. does make sense because it like like how you said with like the concerts and whatnot. As soon as you see something live. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel more part of the moment. Like, say, if you see a uh, clip of somebody hitting something really insane on stream versus you mm -hmm. watching it 30 minutes later on Twitter. If you saw it live, you get to see the whole chat reaction. Exactly. And Chat's you, reaction, yeah. the streamer's reaction, everything, you know? Yeah. It almost feels like you, you like, genuinely missed out on something, like, you know, like something special. And that's if, the biggest thing. If you had one brand, because I know we've been talking about brand deals and stuff. If there's mm -hmm. one brand or one company that you would want to work with that you haven't already, what's like mm -hmm. the number one thing that you would really, really want to work with? Even if it doesn't even closely relate to gaming or your kind mm -hmm. of own brand itself, just one company that you would want to work with or have a collab with. Mm. One company, I think. So a lot came to mind. But I think one that I really do want to work with, which I think is potential as well, is probably Power GPU, right? Like the the company that builds PCs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to work with like a PC building company and have some type of like discount code because I can't tell you how many times people in my chat, like they play on console. They're like, oh, I wish I could have a PC. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. even if they can't afford it, right? I wanna be able to work with a company like that and a company like Power GPU, where I could give PCs away completely free, you know? Because I can't tell you how many times people, like I said, have came to my chat and said they want a PC, but they just can't afford it, you know? And like, I feel like with me being a content creator and a streamer and the platform that I do have, and I'm not bragging or trying to sound like douchey or egotistical, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I could provide people with some of these computers and hopefully get them off the console you know because you know not not everybody wants to play console all day life you know they want to get on pc they want to get with like you know the best players the best graphics the best performance and stuff like that you know but there's sometimes they just can't afford it so i would love to work with a company like power gpu where one i could have some type of like discount code where they can get a discount code and not only support me right but also support power gpu and get a, a sick ass solid system you know or i could work with them in terms of like a big giveaway where i give away five whole pcs you know all paid for all they have to do is sign up and follow me you know what i'm saying so i could do something like cool or, or something special like that you know but yeah i definitely want to work with power gpu that, I mean, like you said, that that's definitely a possibility because I mean mm -hmm. that fits perfectly in line with what you, your your line of work mm -hmm. is with gaming and whatnot. Yeah. So I mean that, and that I, does it's so work funny. Out Actually, well. I I just gave away a PC with them in 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 uh, collaboration with Vast as well, which is like another giveaway kind of Twitter page. And um, we give away a whole PC for Christmas too, you know, but it was like a, it was like a three-way collab kind of, right? So I would love to like do something special with just me and Power GPU, just boom, you know, no mm -hmm. middleman, no nothing, just us, boom, you know, we're locked in, you know? So hopefully, you know, in 2023, hey, Power GPU, if you watch this, hit my DMs. I know you, you follow me, I follow you. Let's work some out. <laughs> hey man, I, I respect the hustle and, mm -hmm. and especially when the, the three-way deal, I mean, that's a foot in the door. They know yeah. your name, you're on their list mm -hmm. and stuff. Like I, yeah. when I used to review products for just like techie kind of stuff, mm -hmm. as, as soon as one company has your name kind of in the database, companies share their names of like yeah, who they, exactly. they always recommend. And they like, remember oh, too. Exactly. 
Like mm-hmm. if you if you leave a good impression and they they work out really well, they're gonna yep. send you a bunch of crap. I remember this one mm-hmm. company called Sades. Um, they I haven't worked with them in a long time, but they sent mm-hmm. me over like a thousand dollars worth of products, and I was Damn. a I was like a three hundred subscriber YouTube channel at the time. I was mm-hmm. absolutely nobody, but they put so much trust into me, and they liked with yeah. the kind of work and communication I had. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and they and from then on, not only did they show me a lot of love in terms of like asking me for opinions on stuff or sending me products, mm-hmm. but they also recommended me to other companies. So as long as That's you have higher. a foot mm-hmm. in the door with like one company or two, chances yeah. are they're eventually gonna you know, recommend you to other people or they're mm-hmm. gonna wanna work with you even more. So having that three-way deal is, that's big. Yeah. So I mean, no, as, long, for sure. as long as you got the foot in the door, baby. Yes, that, that's, sir. That's looking I'm excited. Solid. Yeah, excited. I'm kind of like to also go off of what you said too. I always encourage people, right? And I always tell people that having a good head on your shoulders and just being a genuine human being, right? Whether it's any industry, whether it's gaming, whether it's music, whether it's art, whatever you wanna go into is gonna carry you a lot further than any amount of numbers will, okay? Because like numbers, they only take you so far. Like, yeah, you could have a million followers here. You could average, you know, 10,000 viewers here, right? But if you're a shitty person, a toxic person, you don't care about other people, you're selfish, you know, shit like that brands are not going to want to work with you in the long run you know what i'm saying they may see your numbers initially and be like oh that's pretty cool you know what i'm saying but then the second they start that start to actually kind of like you know find out who you are and what you're about and like you know let's say your track record let's say you have a history of being toxic or being late on things or just very being very combative and not really trying to be like you know work or, or work things out you know what i'm saying they're not gonna want to work with you hey and, and your name spreads like you said word spreads your name spreads and it's not gonna be in a in a, in a positive way it's gonna be in a negative way you yeah. know so like just having a good head on your shoulders and just being a good genuine human being and also you know leaving a good first impression is going to carry you a lot further than any amount of numbers well i can guarantee that 100 percent. and i know mm. that we were earlier talking about like even if you're just somebody who's really small and you don't really know how to connect with other people just like playing yeah. a game like building those sm- you might want to you, you might want to play with somebody above your bracket and whatnot but as you go out those brackets you get more and more connections like i remember um, this guy named Double O Negative, who's also in the community, mm. he's a really awesome guy. And I, I, I've done a casting gig where I just casted like a, um, a tournament of Apex or two, and mm. I would have never gotten that job unless it was for a Double O Negative because he recommended yeah. me. He was like, "Oh, this guy's played. T- um, mm. He's played competitively. He's a nice guy." He's very, you know, within the community. People know him. People like him. He could drive some like traffic our way. Mm-hmm. This guy is a nice guy. Let's see if he wants to cast and you know pair him up with somebody who would also put That's him in, in a position to actually mm-hmm. do well and whatnot. So yeah, shout out to Double because he put me in a position that I, I honestly I would have never been in. I was never like super crazy, you know, outgoing and interested mm-hmm. in doing casting. I yeah. would have liked to try it, but I would never would have taken the steps to actually do it. Mm-hmm. So he put me in a position and gave me an opportunity to be able to take that. So as you go up that quote unquote, like tax bracket of mm-hmm. people and like tiers of like level of, um, you know, higher numbers and whatnot, you're yeah. going to build yeah. more and more connections. The same thing with brands. Sure. like. You mm-hmm. might start off with one really small brand, but the the more and more brands you work with, the better your track record looks and the more brands who are going to want to actually work with you. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree 2000%. And there is no shortcuts either. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I, I remember like when I first started streaming, I, um, 
I worked with some pretty smaller brands too as well. You know, I worked with like these energy companies and stuff like that. And I can't remember exactly what they were called, but they were super small dudes, you know, just starting out just like how I was. But I was grateful to take anything that I possibly got. You know what I'm saying? But over time, right? And and just, you know, with hustle and, and hard work and consistency and stuff like that, you know, you get to work with these, these dream brands that you, you know, may have thought it would never even possible. You feel me? Like, I always wanted to work with Manscaped and I knew that was going to like... I believed in my mind. I just kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm going to work with these guys one day. I'm working with these guys, I'm working with these guys, with these guys. And, you know, <laughs> thankfully this year it actually came to fruition, you know? And I was actually one of the first Twitch streamers that they ever worked with, you know? And so they they ended up like after me because I did like they liked what I did so much because my content is kind of like similar to what they have going on. You know what I'm saying? Talking about balls, butt cheeks, all that shit, you know? So it was literally, it was so simple. I didn't have to like be someone who I wasn't. I was literally, you know, it just happened all naturally. And they liked it so much that they 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 saw Twitch streamers as an avenue that they could kind of like tap into for marketing and shit like that. You know, so now you see like, you know, example like Taxi and Zenim and all these different other like, you know, Apex streamers starting to get brand deals from manscape you know that's because of your boy right here you feel me but i'm saying all that i'm not like i i'm not saying any of these things to kind of boast or be sound egotistical but i'm saying all that that like as long as you work hard and as long as you continue to put your name out there and you kind of like put yourself in front of these brands and stuff like that then word of mouth spreads you know and you always have to put your best foot forward and like you always have to give 110 percent for this shit because if you just half-ass it or if you like kind of just put in minimal effort like the brand is gonna see that right and they're like oh you know thank you for your work but you know in the back end they'll be like we're not gonna work with this guy again because he he's just doing like the bare minimum you know he's only here for a check you feel me he's not actually here to promote our brand and to try to make us some money too he's just here to make his money and leave you know and they're gonna see that and never work with you again you know and like for some people that may be fine but i mean later down the line like you know let's say you want to work with these brands again you reach out to them they're like hey thanks for reaching out but no thank you you know when you could have done a better job in the beginning and then you reach out again two three years from now and they're like hey yeah you know what's up hope you're doing well let's work again you know so you always got to put your best foot forward no matter what you're doing you know yeah, it might not hurt you in the short term, but it's going to it's going to affect you in the long term. 100%. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, I I 100% agree and I definitely mm -hmm. don't deter anybody from working as hard as they possibly can. But mm -hmm. kind of going into the last, you know, big topic is is burnout, man. When yeah. you work and work and work and work and work, you're eventually just going to poop out like mm -hmm. Mr. Beast. I mean, he's he's on top of the world right now and yeah. he just works and works and works. And like in an interview, mm -hmm. he said that, you know, the way he works is he doesn't do like a nine to five or anything. He goes for like two or three days in a row where he's just doing like 16 day work days. And then yeah. he'll, and then like the next day or like after those three days, he'll just mm. sleep all day. He'll just take it like yeah. one or two days off, but then he'll just go back to it where he does like three days of 16 day works. And he just consistently mm. does that. And there's other people in, in, especially in our community where it's like brother Enoch, we, the people, mm. people like that, who just do absolutely insanely long grind streams yeah, all and, the time. And that's what they're known for. Like that's, mm. they're known for doing those big grinder shits and stuff like that. Like I know we, the people like, uh, especially where he, that's his thing where like people especially like the higher ups like rogue always consistently rated him how did the same mm -hmm. thing a lot of bigger streamers showed him love because they sh they saw like oh this guy is grinding 24 yeah. 7. he wants mm -hmm. it but yeah for sure burnout is so inevitable it's going to happen mm -hmm. to everybody it's happened mm -hmm. to me a few times um i know yeah, that it's happened, happened to me too. yeah yep, it's, it sure. happens to everybody so mm -hmm. even though it's inevitable 
what do you say is the best way to try to avoid it mm -hmm. um i i'd say one of the best ways honestly is just kind of setting boundaries for yourself you know like and, and also finding out what works best for you you feel me like you have to also take time and realize that at the end of the day streaming and stuff like that as much as it's fun as it may be as much as like you know the self-improvement or you know the overall grind may be like you have to also take care of yourself too, take care of your body because i know a lot of these streamers and content creators you know we're ordering doordash like i just did you know we're eating fast food we're not drinking enough water we're not stretching and that eventually all affects your mood and stuff like that too you know like what you put in your body and what you don't put in your body in terms of like hydrating and stuff like that it genuinely affects you and stuff like that it can make you feel depressed more tired you have less energy stuff like that you know and i know a lot of streamers they forget about that you know like i know i can guarantee a lot of streamers probably don't exercise either we really don't go outside you know all of those type of things and so i think as uh, if you focus on you and make sure your well-being is good burnout is less likely to happen but you also also have to constantly try new things too you know because if you're constantly doing the same thing over and over and over like you said like with a warehouse job like any job can get boring or you can feel burnout if you're constantly just doing the same thing so you have to like switch it up sometimes switch up your routine stuff like that and like i said in the beginning like i think the biggest thing is like knowing your boundaries knowing when to stop like listen to your body listen to your mind you know because your mind can play tricks on you yes but if you're feeling the same feeling for for a month on end two months three months where you're like damn like i really don't want to stream but i feel like i need to or damn i really don't want to play this game but i feel like i need to or like damn i feel like i should take a break and like go do something else for a while more than likely you're feeling that for a reason you know and i and i say that because i felt that way earlier this year i think literally the longest time i ever took off from streaming and content creation was this year. I took a whole month off because I focused so much on streaming and trying to make this like, you know, a career and pay my bills with this and go as far as I possibly can for three years straight, barely taking any time off, you know, consistent six to eight hour streams a day, but eventually caught up to me because I got fat, bro. Like I was so unhealthy. Like I wasn't taking care of myself. I barely went outside, didn't exercise. I stopped talking to my family who means a lot to me. And I was just like, who am I? You know, like what, what happened to me? You feel me? Like what the fuck? So I had to take an actual month to just kind of like unplug decompress and just figure out who the fuck i was again you know look at myself in the mirror and be like okay what are my hobbies outside of streaming what do i like to do that doesn't involve any content creation or this job like who am i outside of this because that it like that was my whole identity just streaming and i was like okay if streaming fell off tomorrow if twitch disappeared tomorrow who am i you know and so I had to take the time to figure that out. And I know, and I know if I didn't, I was be, going to become severely depressed and just fall further down the rabbit hole, you know, because I was like, I knew like I was like, so where I was at in that moment, I was staring down at the rabbit hole ready to jump, you know, because I was like, damn, bro, like, where the fuck am I going? Like, who am I outside of streaming? Like, who like I genuinely, bro, like, I didn't know who I was anymore. Like, I had like some type of like, um. I forgot what the fuck it was called, bro, but um, imposter syndrome, right? Where like I, I was playing all these different personalities and like I was super high energy and super happy and stuff like on stream. Second I click end stream, I'm just like, what do I do now? You know, like I didn't, I didn't have anything else. You know, it was just all stream. 
And so I know for a lot of these guys, and I'm not calling any of them out, but I know for a lot of these guys, they're in a similar situation. So you just have to manage your boundaries and know when to like, okay, like I need to take care of myself. I need to take a step back. You don't necessarily have to take a break, but maybe stream a little less and actually take care of your body, you know, because if you don't, that's just going to catch up to you in a couple of years. You know, you may not see yeah. it now, but you're going to start to feel it in a couple of years when your knees start hurting, your legs start hurting. <laughs> Every time you get up, bro, you're not stretching, you're getting fat, you know, you start feeling like shit you start like getting angry you start getting a little bit more irritable you can't sleep at night because i went through all that shit man i it was terrible you know but i'm doing a lot better now literally complete 180 bro i think i'm probably like you know the happiest i've been in my life in a very long time you know i'm starting to take care of myself a lot more um but like i said boundaries bro you got to set them boundaries for yourself you got to actually manage your time correctly and set them boundaries man because if you don't whoop, you can go off deep man bro <laughs> yeah just being self-aware is just so mm -hmm. incredibly important because like yeah some people might tell you oh you you seem a little off and like how you said mm -hmm. like when you're going down that rabbit hole you become mm -hmm. more irritable so like smaller things yeah, will set you off and piss you sure. off. so if somebody mm -hmm. says oh something seems off you're gonna you're gonna just flip a switch and you're just gonna be literally mad at them and whatnot and yeah you just like how you said you just become a completely different person literally you're you're, yep. you're unrecognizable to the people who have been there mm -hmm. since day one exactly um, do you because you were talking about how gaining like uh, an outside activity that has nothing to do with mm. streaming like mm. how important if at all important do you think it is to um have that outside activity be mm. disconnected from streaming so basically like say if you pick up karate or something like that right Mm. I used to think... be a black belt in karate too. It's so really? funny. <laughs> yeah, I took martial arts as a kid. Like, you know, people have their sport growing up, you know, soccer, baseball, football, whatever. Mine was yeah. martial arts. So, hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, you know what? I don't, I don't, please don't fight me, man. Please stay <laughs> no, away, never. Mr. Black Belt. I'm, I'm one of the most <laughs> kindest, most pacifist people you ever meet. I've only been in like two fights in my life, and that was back in like elementary and middle school. So, hey, yeah. I, I can vouch that for anybody who's watching. As soon as I saw this man in person, <laughs> oh, arms opened up, biggest bear hug. I, bro, hundred percent. I, I don't fight. 100%. I can defend myself. I say that I can defend myself if needed, but I'm never gonna throw the first punch or anything like that. Like I just think it's pointless to fight. Ninety nine percent of the time. Vibes. That's a vibe. Um, yeah. How how important do you think it is to gain an outside activity mm -hmm. and not expose that activity to your stream? Because you can you can gain an outside mm -hmm. activity like karate. And say if your mm. stream doesn't know about that, right? And then you tell them about it, then you're mm. kind of like intertwining that with your work. Yeah. And that's your thing yeah. to be able to get away from work. You don't want mm. work to be, you know, anywhere in your mind whenever you're doing karate because it's it's your getaway, right? So yeah. do you think it's important to not expose that activity to your Twitch chat so then it becomes eventually intertwined with each other? Mm. Or do you think that that, that that doesn't really have any value or magnitude? Um, yeah, well, one, I think it's very important to have hobbies and different activities outside of streaming to kind of keep you sane and also make you feel like a human being outside of streaming, you know? Um, but honestly, I think it kind of differs from person to person when it comes to actually telling your stream and your community about your outside activities. You know, some people like that, right? Some people like to be open. For me personally, I love being open with my community and let them let them know, like, you know, how my day was, you know, what I'm planning to do, you know, stuff like that. I feel like it not only helps me, but it probably helps them too. Um, so I really don't mind it, but I know for some people, you know, for example, Asu Brandon, um, he's a very private person, you know, he kind of doesn't really share too much about his personal life or what's going on, like in his day or stuff like that, you know, and that's completely fine. That's, you know, just for him and stuff like that. I think it just kind of depends on the person if I'm being honest, but I do think 
uh, having that outside activity or, or hobby or whatever it is, you know, whether it's painting, whether it's snowboarding, whether it's skateboarding, riding a bike or just reading, you know, I think that's so important because it also connects you with who you are, like within your inner self, right? And also reminds you that you are a human. You know what I'm saying? You're a human at the end of the day, bro. And you have emotions, you have feelings, and you're not just a streamer or a content creator or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I'm just gonna use this as an example. I watched the little baby documentary, right? Little baby, the rapper. He has a documentary on Netflix, and it's actually very insightful. I know it sounds funny, but it's very insightful, right? <laughs> but he cool. says this one quote. Yeah, no. he says he says this one quote, right? Where um, it really stuck with me, okay? And he said this one one quote. His name is Dominique, right? But he said, "Little baby is a rapper, but Dominique is a businessman." You feel me? And I was like, "Damn!" So he was really he he knows how to separate the two. You feel me? So with me personally, right? Like obviously Dre and Dre Nilla, that's my brand. Dre Nilla is a streamer, but Andre Joseph, that's me right here talking. You feel me? That's that's the man that likes to have deep spiritual talks. That's the man who holds holds his family very dear to his heart. That's the person who you know loves animals you know that type of stuff you feel me and so i think it's very important to remind people who not only create content but whether they're on you know a social media influencer or you know they do music or whatever to have that type of separation and remind yourself that like your job is not who you are and your work is not who you are yes it has like some like it's your passion right and you put part of you onto like you know let's say the pen and paper let's say into your music into your content creation and stuff like that but it's not truly who you are it's just your work you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's what you put out to the world and what you want society to see you as rather than who you are actually deep down you know what i'm saying yeah. if that makes sense no that that totally makes sense i mean like how mm -hmm. you were saying about um the baby kind of like with his quote yeah i i remember watching a documentary about kanye and i, mm -hmm. I know yay you know he's 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 Very up in the air right now. now. <laughs> yeah, he, he's interesting right now. But at uh -huh. least when the documentary came out, it made a lot of sense to me um, mm -hmm. when he said, like, if you're a fan of Kanye, you're a fan of yourself. Because mm -hmm. Kanye believes in himself so much. Like, when he first started out doing music, he wasn't a rapper or anything. He just produced music, uh, like, uh, beats for other people, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody told him that he couldn't be a rapper or anything. I remember and that. And one song, he, he got into a car crash, and, like, his whole mm -hmm. mouth was completely... Wire. Yeah, he recorded mm -hmm. a song in the wire like yep. when nobody else is there to tell you oh yeah you can do this when you're like in your in in the worst spot possible mm -hmm. you got to believe in yourself and you got to be like okay yep i still believe even though like the whole situation i'm in you know the the opportunities that i don't have everything is so shitty you can't mm -hmm. give up on yourself at that point so that's why like yeah I, I try and explain that quote to people about Kanye, but as soon as they hear Kanye, it's, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, Kanye this, Kanye that. But like that yeah. quote, it matters a lot to me because it's like, bro, mm -hmm. if you, as long as you're self-aware, like even Kanye's song, Runaway, it's mm -hmm. that entire yeah. song is just him saying like, I fuck up here. I do terrible with this. I'm really bad at this. I'm sorry for this. It's a whole mm -hmm. apology song. And like, I yeah. never liked that song when i was growing up but the older mm -hmm. i got i was like wow this song like it, it's meaningful. impactful yeah it's meaningful mm -hmm. there's a lot of power to that punch so yeah. whenever you know you have a quote like some people think like quotes are stupid it's like i'll oh, just live mm -hmm. your life not nah, some some yeah. quotes have a lot of validity to it and it's like if you you know not necessarily take the quote exactly what they say 100 percent, but you kind of like mm -hmm. twist it and like turn it to exactly how you should be able yeah. to use it and whatnot mm -hmm. it's perfect so that that kanye yeah. quote means no, a lot to me sure. and same thing with you with the the little baby mm -hmm. quote it just yeah it means a lot
yeah no for sure bro and i always love stuff like that you know it really means a lot to me and that self-awareness you know i think is also very important to not only growing your brand but also just becoming like evolving as a human you know what i'm saying like yeah. seeing parts of your life that you should work on parts of your life that you like right parts of your life that you want to evolve i think is so important and so when people tell me that like you know they're perfect or they feel like they have nothing to work on or like they or one of my biggest red flags is when i'm starting to meet someone whether it's like you know re relationship wise or just a new friend in general and i ask them what some of their goals are or ambitions and they tell me i don't know and i'm just like oh okay you know <laughs> like it's a red flag for me because i'm like okay you don't know what you want out of life you know like you don't you don't have a direction that you want to go you know like you don't have anything that you're really like striving for you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying i'm like that's you don't get me wrong like it's your life i'm not judging whatsoever but do i want you in my circle you know do i want to be associated with you do i want to be around you do i want to hang out with you you know what i'm saying like that's one of my biggest things like for me too I know that I'm one of the big, I'm one of the most indecisive people that I know. You know, I have such a hard time coming to a conclusion, but that's something that I want to work on, you know, and that's something that I'm trying to at least improve upon, you know, somewhat, but that having that type of self-awareness and knowing who you are, I feel like is not only important, like within, you know, content creation, um, but just life in general, you know, and, and trying to level up your life and trying to become the better version of yourself that you envision to be, you know? Yeah, I, I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm very ambitious. So even even if the yeah. the thing that I want to achieve just isn't achievable, like if I want to fly, mm. ain't no way I'm flying. <laughs> but I could yeah. somehow make it I happen with it. like yeah, yeah. I, I could jump. You know, I could do yeah, something. Exactly. So, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. So I mean, like I I, I agree. Like it, you don't mm. necessarily have to have a step by step plan, but yeah, you gotta have at least like a guide or like a direction a that you want to go yes yeah somewhere if, that if you're at least you don't even looking that, towards yeah if you don't even have that yeah. it's you you gotta get you gotta get a grip mm. on life man you gotta you gotta yeah. get a, no, a firm sure. little, you know firm grasp at least something you know give me something like oh like i want to be a doctor in the future i want to yep. be a nurse i want to i want to make music i want to do this i want to do that but when people just say like oh i don't know you know just wherever life takes me i'm like all right, I'll, I'll be seeing you. You have fun with that, okay? You, you're you good, all right? Yeah. You have fun. <laughs> one one thing that I feel like some Twitch streamers do, um, and, and nobody necessarily in particular, but some streamers do this, where they're so caught up in um, what people see of them, right? Because their whole their whole mm -hmm. career is based off of, you know, uh, the, like public, the public eye, mm -hmm. yeah. So they get sort of caught up in terms of like, oh, um, what what do what does my chat think about if I did this or what does my chat think about if I did this? It's hard to really work on like how you said how you differentiate yourself from Drainilla. You you differentiate mm -hmm. that. So how yeah. do you besides like doing an outside activity or something like that, mm -hmm. right? How how do you think somebody who doesn't go out much because most gamers are introverts, they're not going to go out mm -hmm. and do a bunch of like crazy yeah. different no, stuff. I agree. Realistically, besides just um doing that what do you think is a good honest way for somebody to improve themselves outside of improving themselves from gaming because i also i'm a firm mm. believer that like if you don't have anything to talk about on stream you're going to be mm. a very boring streamer like you can make stuff up to talk about but if you mm. have constantly things going around you if you have activities or stuff to talk about mm. you can not only like talk just in yeah. general but you can also like um really uh 
not communicate, but really just get. I can't even think of the word, but like, um, <laughs> damn. No, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You, you, no, you can. Oh, you. you can just connect with the person better. Yeah, yeah. you just connect with yeah. the person better, and it's just so much like easier to actually talk with your chat because you're not mm -hmm. forcing anything, and you're yeah, not talking exactly. about what you don't know about. So, what's some mm -hmm. way, realistically, that a gamer who's like kind of antisocial, introverted, can mm -hmm. really improve on themselves outside of like the public eye or streaming? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, you know, the first one that came to mind on, honestly was, you know, taking care of your body, like I said uh, earlier, but like going to the gym, right? You don't even have to go to the gym, just going outside and exercising, going for a nice walk, right? That is such a huge help in not only your mental health, but your physical health, because like once you start to make it a habit, right? You start losing some weight, you start like, you know, looking better, you feel better, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also cleaning up your diet, you know, when you eat better foods, more healthier foods, you feel healthier too. And in turn, you create better content and you just overall have more confidence you know because like when you're constantly putting you know slimy greasy nasty stuff in your body that's exactly how you're gonna feel you know and like yeah it may taste good and it make make you feel great in the moment but over time you're gonna regret it you know <laughs> um but i think the third is just like kind of doing some soul searching and asking yourself okay like what interests me you know like what brings me peace what brings me happiness what brings me joy you know because everybody has that as humans we all have that even if you don't know what it is you still have it you know you may not know now but you will know eventually you feel me you just kind of have to try like you know new things and and, and things that kind of spark your interest you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's people who love reading there's people who love watching anime there's people who love robots there's people who love building pcs you know what i'm saying like stuff like that like there's something for everyone you feel me so you at least have to like try new things and eventually you're gonna find something that you truly like and you have to you have to do things in life right that make you feel good rather than look good if that makes sense you know what i'm yes. saying there's so many people within our generation and nowadays who only do things to look cool to other people right or to look like they have like the best thing or the better thing or like they're doing the next coolest thing or whatever the fuck it is right and so when you stop focusing on doing the next coolest thing and you over like you you try to lead your life by how things feel right rather than how by things look then i promise you'll 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 live a lot better life you you live a happier life you know what i'm saying yeah like because people like if you go off of like just feelings like what okay what makes me feel happy today what makes what brings me joy what brings me inner peace you know stuff like that you constantly do those things you make a habit to do those things within your life rather than just to look cool you know yeah it's like people do things just to look cool but it doesn't even make them happy you know it doesn't even like actually bring them joy it doesn't bring them actual fulfillment i'm like why the fuck are you doing it then you know like you're not you're not fooling anybody you know like anybody who's actually like real right or like a genuine human being they see right through that shit you know and they'd see you just like as a fake person overall. Like you lose that inauthenticity. Is that even a word? I think that was inauthenticity. Yeah. 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 We're like adding you to lose dictionary that. all night, baby. All night. <laughs> Literally creating new words and shit, you know? But you get it, you know? Like yes. you lose that, like, you lose that type of like, um, that type of like feel that you have, like that uniqueness that every person has, you know? Yeah. I, so, I'm, I'm a massive yeah. shoe person. Like that's what I collect. That's mm -hmm. where I spend my money on. And yeah. I, I don't, I never understood why some sneakerheads like buying shoes that they don't even like it's just trendy I, that doesn't make any sense to me mm -hmm. like if yeah. you're spending that much money Wasting on a money shoe no enjoy it enjoy it and it's like mm -hmm. like how what you're saying is like kind of relating to it is like if you buy stuff that other people will th like right 
-hmm. that that trend is eventually going to die out eventually right for sure yeah so it's like you're not even doing it for yourself you're doing it for somebody else so if you if mm -hmm. you base your 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 happiness off of somebody else like in their thought mm -hmm. process of you and you're buying mm -hmm. something for that person yeah. that person's eventually not going to like it and then you're not going to like it either you never even mm -hmm. liked it in the first place so it's like yeah. if you buy something for yourself or if you just do something for yourself in general Mm. It's going to be so much more beneficial in the long term because everybody likes somebody who's confident. Every, mm. Everybody loves somebody who's confident. And if you buy something yep. that makes you confident yourself and you don't mm. even care if other people like it or not, like if, if uh, just for example, a shoe, mm. say if the shoe's mm. super ugly to everybody else, but you really like it and you rock it and, mm. and whatnot, even if it looks ugly to some people, some people can pull off outfits that other people can't. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. if you look good, you rock mm. in that and it's looking exactly. real good on you. So it's exactly, like, you just bro. like, Confidence is contagious. You feel me? Especially yes. like when you're feeling yourself and you truly like believe like this is fire, bro. It'll more than likely make other people believe that it's fire too. You Thanks. know, and that's why like some salesmen are so good because they have the confidence in their product. Like it could be a dog shit product, bro. Like <laughs> bottom of the barrel, horrible product, right? But the yeah. fact that you can sell it and that salesman is like, yeah, no, it's gas. And like, it's, they're saying all these great things, but it has great reviews. It could be lying to your fucking face, right? Yep. But because they're like so confident in it, it makes you believe it. It's believable. And it makes you in turn buy that product, you know? 100%. Well, it's all 100%. about confidence, baby. It is all about confidence. Yes, sir. <laughs> what do you, so as a streamer, right? Mm -hmm. There's there, I feel like there is a little bit, if not a lot of it, disconnect between a viewer and a streamer. Obviously mm -hmm. building a community is fantastic and that's something you definitely strive towards 100% of the time. But mm -hmm. there's gonna be some people within some communities that just have a disconnect. What's a disconnect mm -hmm. that you consistently see maybe not only in your stream, but just in general with other mm -hmm. streamers between community, like a viewer and actually the person who is streaming, like what's a big mm -hmm. disconnect that some people might not just see eye to eye on that you could mm -hmm. uh, take the time to like elaborate on like something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people just in general forget that we're real human beings too, you know, like just because like we're behind the screen playing video games for a living doesn't mean that we're robots and we have, we don't have emotions as well. You know, like, as I was talking about, like, you know, earlier this year, when I when I took that month break, I was I was so depressed, right? I didn't want to do anything with my life. I felt like I didn't belong anywhere because I didn't know who I was. I was like, okay, where do I fit in? And like, in my mind, I believe I didn't fit in anywhere because I didn't even know what I liked or where where I even like had a place. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I, I had a real talk with my community about that. But then other people, like mainly the frogs, not my real community, but just like the frogs, right, who are looking from the outside in, they they made me feel bad, right, for like not streaming. And they almost made me feel like I was taking for granted what I had. You know, they're like, oh, well, if I streamed, like this would never happen to me. I'd still just push through it and I'd be streaming. Like, how the fuck can you be depressed playing video games for a living, you know? And like, yeah. so they made me feel bad. And like, I feel like that's where a lot of disconnect happens within the streaming community. And they think that just because we play video games or we we're living like the dream quote unquote that we have no problems whatsoever or that we have no type of issues in our lives like nah we're human too and we deal with our own demons and we deal with our own realities just as much as anybody else you know like we're no different we're no we're no special person we're no you know holy angel you feel me like we're humans <laughs> too man like we deal with shit too bro <laughs> yeah and so that that sucked like i genuinely had a lot of people who like made me feel bad for not streaming as much. Like I remember one month, like I came back after that and I still was kind of inconsistent with my streaming because I was kind of getting back into like the, 
the swing of things like i used to stream like 150 hours a month right and then like the next couple of months i was barely streaming like 60 or 70 you know like pretty much half my hours and then people within the community like not my actual ogs right who genuinely care about my well-being just people who wanted to watch my content and who enjoyed it but like didn't really care about me like that you know they were like oh why is it dre streaming as much like is he just like bored is he just like lazy like what's going on you know but they had no idea you know, just zero idea. But like, I, I'm sure that they didn't mean it in that way, but it, there was like some type of disconnect there, you know, and I could definitely see it. And in turn, it, it worsened my mental, you know? Now I'm good though, like I said, like, you know? But but at the time, right, it like made me feel even worse for not streaming because people were looking forward to my stream and I wasn't streaming. And I was like, damn, I'm just a terrible person overall, you know? <laughs> but I know that now, like that wasn't the case at all. But obviously when you're in that state of mind, you know, you kind of just believe anything at that point, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's yeah, definitely... No, there definitely is some type of disconnect with like you know people not thinking that we're that we're humans too, and we have you know emotions and feelings as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely like like how you were saying it's the the person who might be saying it has good intent mm -hmm. with what they're trying to say, but the yeah. way it comes off and the way it actually makes the person feel can be mm -hmm. completely different. So yeah, you know you sure. don't you don't necessarily always have to be on you know i like on icicles with people mm -hmm. and you know. Yeah. treat everybody like they're a snowflake or anything like that but, <laughs> but yeah but in 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 different times where somebody's actually bringing up like a more serious topic like mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta first think about what you're trying to say and then thinking about okay if i were to say this to this person how does this probably all make them feel because i know yeah like how you said like you're you're on a way larger scale than me but when i took like a, a few breaks or whatnot i had some people be like uh dude you you're way you're bigger than some people will ever get in their life like you're you're taking this for granted like you gotta you gotta really push yeah. through it and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it's like man like i i wish you could be in my position i genuinely mm -hmm. mean that so you could see yeah. and feel what i'm feeling because it's 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 not as easy just pushing through it's it's it really definitely isn't. difficult because I'm, yeah, I'm just coming exactly. off of a, a break because I'm in college and I'm finishing up my degree and it's mm -hmm. not necessarily the easiest degree. So it's like, mm -hmm. I really got to put my back into it and stuff. So my community knows that like, hey, during during my semester and whatnot, I'll stream and create content as much as I can and as much as I want mm -hmm. to. But, you know, taking that break, it's also kind of like a double-edged sword. Like taking that break is not only better for your mental, but it, it hurts. Uh, it also, it, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. And now yeah, that I'm able I, to come back, like I'm, mm -hmm. I want to create content, man. That's the only thing that's on my mind. Like yesterday, 13 hour stream waking up today. Sheesh. I want to do this and then I want to edit yeah. a video. And then I also want to stream like, dude, I'm all about the content. So uh -huh. it's like, yes, sir. Taking that yes, break sir. Is, Keep that momentum. is, yes, sir. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely worth it. But when mm -hmm. you're at that low, I mean, th this, this career definitely has a lot of highs and lows and those highs are mm -hmm. really For high. Sure. And those lows are lower than you'd yeah. probably feel in any other mm. field. It's it's yeah. really bad because you have yeah. not only yourself like to deal with, but you also mm. have everybody else's views and comments. Looking at you, yes. community. And it's the internet. So people just say whatever the first thing that comes to mind, you know? Correct. And like, you have to take that with a grain of salt. You feel me? Like it's the yeah. internet. And the fact that people can say whatever they want for free with most of the time, no type of repercussions or consequences, they take that and use that to their advantage, you know? Yep. And like, you get to a certain point where like this does become your job, you know, eventually if you keep pursuing it and stuff like that. And like, you know, that you live your life on social media, you know, you live your life online and stuff like that. And so eventually when you see those comments like that, it almost hurts you in a way, you know, most of the time you wouldn't because it doesn't affect your job. It doesn't affect your, you know, your money or your work or anything like that. 
But, you know, like you said, how people perceive you and how people look at you in the public eye, like it, it, it kind of affects your paycheck in a way, you know? So like when that one person, you can have a hundred people who love you, but that one person who says like, fuck you, like I hate your content, like you're greedy as yeah. shit, like, you know, no one gives a fuck about you. Like that's just things sometimes, yeah. you know? But, it, you know, it, you, it affects you, you develop, way harder. Yeah, you develop yeah. thick skin over time, but like it definitely does affect you sometimes for yeah. sure. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I... I do like how you brought that up where it's like you could have a hundred people telling you, oh, you're great. But then that yeah. one person stings so much harder than the hundred people <laughs> yeah. telling you that you're exactly. great. It's way exactly. worse. Because mm -hmm. like, I mean, we're humans, you know, we as humans, we tend to focus on the negatives in our life rather than the positives, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to switch my mindset with that. And like what's been helping is that every time like I, I read something negative about myself or I think about something negative about myself, I instantly try to replace it with a positive thought. Like I remember like literally today, um someone replied to my to my going live tweet yesterday saying that i took seven shits that day but i was about <laughs> to take an eighth on the apex ranked lobbies i was about to be in today someone replied and said unnecessary info plus l plus you fell off and i was like okay i was like all right but the thing is i went back and i looked at that stream and i literally averaged 900 viewers so i was like okay i fell off <laughs> Right, one Dude. person telling me I fell off as opposed to 900 average viewers. Yeah, suck my dick, buddy. You know, <laughs> Dude, this literally shit, shit my like dick. that is it's so funny. And I, you know, kind of slowly going into like the, the wrap up of the, the podcast and whatnot. Mm. You and I were both at the land and whatnot. And this is definitely like at the time of that land, I was creating absolutely no content, no nothing. It the feeling I know that we kind of just like said, oh, 100 people telling you you did great and one person telling you did bad is terrible. But I mm. will say this, and I'm so, so grateful that I was able to experience this personally. And I'm sure you were too. Like having somebody come up to you in person and be like, hey, and you've never, you, oh, you've never sure. seen them. And mm. I'd be like, hey, man, I like your content. I love what mm. you're doing and your shit. Like, can I get a, a sign or a signature yeah. or a picture? Yeah, that sure. is it that it's so memorable that those, matters. Yeah. Those, those bad comments like that's gonna affect you for a day or two but mm -hmm. the people that came up to me at that land oh my god i i can't forget their face it's ingrained yeah. into my mind it's exactly. insane so mm -hmm. no those, same you know, here man i, I agree two thousand percent even with twitchcon you know like i i remember so many people who came up to me and like at twitchcon I got to meet a, a lot of my community right some of my mods some of my vips man and like that really I think solidified for me that like every name in chat, all those numbers, all that shit are all real people, you know, like yeah. they're not just numbers on a screen. They're not like, it looks like that. Like, you know, when you're looking at it, but like, those are all real people, real actual people. So when people tell me like, oh, I average 50 viewers, I average 70 viewers, I average a hundred viewers, I wish I could average more. You have 70 people watching you at once. That's a lot of fucking people. Like imagine a room full of 70 people and they're all have their eyes on you. You know, like that's a lot of fucking people, man. Like that's a whole ass, like that's more than two classrooms. That's like an auditorium, you know, <laughs> and they're all paying attention to you and they're all from around the world too, you know? Yeah. So I always tell people, I'm like, don't get so caught up on the numbers, get focused mainly on not only the progression, but the impact and the connection that you leave with people, you know, like as yeah. long people nowadays, right. They, they don't buy into your actual product. They buy into your whole brand, you know? 
So if you have a brand that they connect with and they resonate with, they will support you for a lifetime. You know, as long as you don't fuck up and say anything racist or TOS or just straight up like Kanye, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, you know, he's also a good example, you know, up until where he was at, like right now, you know, people buy the brand, people buy Yeezus, people buy his music, people buy everything that involves, you know, that has Kanye involved in it. You know, yep. maybe not nowadays, right? But like up until what he was, you know, doing recently, like, you know, people buy the brand. If yeah. people resonate with you as a person, they 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 fuck with you and they will yeah. support you for a lifetime, like I said. So it, yeah. it's so much That's more important it, for your viewers and your community to buy into the brand rather than product. Because mm -hmm. you can you release one product and everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. as soon as you release a new product, it's like nobody cares about it. But yeah, if they love exactly. you and the brand, mm -hmm. you can release as many products. And it's like they're mm -hmm. just gonna keep buying into it. And it's not like yep. it's not like a predatorial thing where it's like Oh, they're gonna keep buying into. It. I could just release whatever I want. You gotta keep. Yeah. You, you gotta maintain that. Like, you know, like, shit. Yeah. yeah. You got. You gotta have that. Have, like, that's it. Yeah. So it's like you gotta have that level of um, consistency and with what mm. you bring out. But as long as you have that, people will follow. Mm. People will come yeah, around. No, for and sure. They'll really like fuck with you and everything. Mm. Yeah. No. People love that shit. People love new shit also all the time. So like even with content creation, you always gotta be con constantly come up with with like new ideas, new shit, all that shit. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. All right, wrapping this up because I know I I I want to have some of your food, man. That food, mm, <laughs> you got me thinking about it, man. The yes, shake shack, man. I want some of that now. So wrapping this up, just ooh, an invite too. We split yes, that burger. Sir. All right, five quick little questions, and then we'll wrap it up here. If you had yeah. three hundred dollars right now, and mm. you had to spend it within the next hour, or you would lose it. Mm. What, what mm -hmm. are you buying? Do I have to buy it? Do I have to yeah, buy something? You, or can you, you, you can't save it. You can't save it. Okay, I can't save it. No. Um, fuck, bro. Three hundred dollars. Yep, three hundred. If I'm being real, I'm buying food. I'm buying as much food as I possibly can, bro. <laughs> I, that, that shit. The thing is, right? I feel like food is one of the only things that I I value in terms of like money and actually spending on. So I'm buying some fire ass food, bro. I'm taking, you know, I'm not taking nobody, bro. I'm taking myself to some nice ass <laughs> restaurant and I'm buying drinks. I'm buying steak. I'm buying everything, bro. And I'm treating myself to a nice ass dinner that <laughs> night. That's what I'm doing. If I don't have an hour to spend it, bro, yeah, I'm going to buy myself a nice ass dinner. <laughs> <laughs> just gee, literally just look at the menu and just order yeah. whatever's the most, most you don't even got to like it. You don't even got to like it. Just yeah. have it on the Some table. Fucking, and be like, yeah. Alaskan lobster from <laughs> Africa infused with fucking coochie nectar and the blood Ooh. of uh, 13 lambs. Yeah, it's going to be fucking fantastic. It's going to cost like $270 too, but guess what? Hey, I'm, I'm buying it. That shit hits. That shit yeah. Every, whenever you find a song, I feel like everybody kind of just throws that shit on repeat and they just blast mm. it. What kind of song mm. right now are you listening to that's just on repeat that you recently found? Put, put some people Ooh, okay. on. Put some people I got on. You. Oh my God. There's this song I've been listening to on repeat recently. Okay. It's called Wildflower by MDMA. You should listen to it after this fucking podcast, too. It is so good, bro. It is I'm, so good. I'm going the link in the description so people could just also check you. it out because I, I want people to. So I, want, I, I want you to put people on. If it's that good of a song. I got you. I see how excited you got. You're like, ooh, <laughs> shit. Let me, let me take this opportunity, <laughs> yeah, bro. Man, let me put some people us. on. I listen to like a lot of different genres of music and stuff like that. The only genre I really listen, don't really listen to is country, if I'm mm -hmm. being completely honest. But like, I love all types of like, 
you know, just music in general and stuff like that. Like I love alternative, like pop. I love alternative hip hop. I love regular hip hop. I love mainstream hip hop. Like mainly hip hop is the genre that I listen to most, yeah. but I love like all like little sub genres, like hyper hip hop, hyper pop, like all, like I love all that shit. And so this kind of falls into like the alternative, alternative hip hop kind of genre and kind of style. But like, if you're a fan of hip hop in general, then you will fuck with this song. I feel you. Yeah, what? it's really good. What's something that you collect that stream may or may not know of? What's something that's like kind of low key, kind of not low key that you mm. collect that you just like you're you're never gonna get tired of it? Uh, ooh, I you know what I really like, bro. I love art. I love like any type of like posters, specifically anime posters. Like in my living room, right? I have like eight different fucking anime posters that I still need to hang up, but they're all on like canvases, like really nice, like plastic yeah. canvases. And I don't think I will ever get tired of like just collecting art. Like, as you can see, like I have like all these posters on my wall behind me, but I still have a whole like another box full of posters in my living room. Plus those anime posters that I have sitting out there too, you know? So I don't think I will ever get tired of just collecting like just art, bro. Cause I love that shit. I love cool looking shit, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Bro, speaking about art, this is something mm -hmm. I, I really want to get eventually. I talked mm -hmm. to Noko about it a little bit. This is something I'm really, I really, really like. And I know that mm -hmm. you have it. Tattoos, man. Is there, do you Ooh. have, do you have a specific mm -hmm. tat that you really, really like on your body that like has a special mm -hmm. meaning? Or is there something that you eventually want to get that that would fill that kind of like position? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's two of them, right? That came directly off the top of my head, right? There's mm -hmm. this one right here. I call this the eye of providence, right? And if you're religious or spiritual in any aspect, then like, obviously, you know, this is like God's eye and like, it's always like watching over you. And so whenever I look at it, it always reminds me that God has a plan for me and he's always watching over me. So no matter like how things stressful may get or how, you know, um, down I may feel or anything like that. God's always watching over me and he's always going to take care of me. You know what I'm saying? So I got that to kind of like rem always remind myself of that. But then also this tattoo right here, this is the, this is a moon, right? And this is my first ever tattoo. I got it on my 21st birthday with my mom. So my mom and I got matching tattoos. So she got a moon and she got a sun on her other arm. So when we put our arms like this, it's the moon and the sun, you know? That's sick. But, yeah, but but the the meaning behind that, right, is that she used to read me this super wholesome, like, sappy poem every night before bed when I was younger. And it pretty much goes that, like, you be the sun, I'll be the moon, and I'll reflect the light on you when you're, you know, like, when the sun is going to go down or, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of, yeah. so pretty much the meaning behind it, right, is that, like, you know, unfortunately, one day when my mother does pass, because we are mortal, we're humans, you feel me? We're not immortal. We are mortal. We are all going to, unfortunately, pass one day. That when my mother does pass then she's still going to be shining her light on me you know from heaven and from up above and she's always going to be looking over me you know so that's why i got the sun or that's why i got the moon you know because the sun reflects the light on the moon you feel me so that's yeah. dope <laughs> but yeah Damn. those are definitely my two like favorite tattoos that i have so far do you have any tats that uh, kind of don't have any meaning that you just got like impulsively or do they all kind of have some? <laughs> Definitely this flower. <laughs> Dude, I was looking I at that flower. flower. That flower looks sick. Yeah. It looks thank so you. Thank sick. you. I got it because I kind of like, so I got this tattoo. This was my first like big piece right here, like this hand dagger. And mm -hmm. then I got this dragon, right? So this dragon was for like, because I told you I was in martial arts. And so yep. I, uh, I used to be a part of this, car, this studio called Red Dragon Karate. Right. And so I got this dragon. I got a red dragon to kind of remind myself of that and like kind of, you know, re remember that um, I got the hand dagger because sometimes when you put your hand out for people, you get stabbed in the hand, you know, so I remind myself to not trust every single person that I run into, you mm -hmm. know. 
Um, I got Super Mario Sunshine, you know, because one of my favorite games growing yes, up. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. I had to get the little Sunshine star right here, baby. Um, but definitely, I think the one that doesn't have any meaning is probably this row so far. I just got it because it looked cool and like it was a placeholder because I had nothing right here. So I was like, I need to get something right here. So it looks like more complete. So, it's, you know, just random rows. <laughs> nice. Man. Yeah. All right. Last question. And I'll, I'll leave you with an easy one. Super easy. Yeah. If you can only choose three fast food restaurants for the rest of your life, what are you going with? Ooh, I think In-N-Out. Mm. Super, super Alberto's. easy question. Super easy. I know, but like I, I so many different. No, this is so not easy. Foods, I know. So definitely In and Out, Alberto's, which is like a Mexican food restaurant. Is that local? Um, or is it that is local. Like I think it's like okay. I think. Well, I think it's chain slash local. I think they're mainly only in like Southern California, like Los Angeles okay. area. But anybody who's from here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That place be slapping. So mm. probably Alberto's. Um, in and out, and then I'd probably say Domino's. Domino's, bro. really? I fuck with Domino's heavy. Yeah, I Domino's. love Domino's. I think Do Domino's is my favorite. Like I think like fast food pizza chain because like their pizzas always slap for me, and they're at a good price. Like I remember when I was living in Austin, Texas, bro. Almost every other night, I would go to Domino's, which was down the street. Pay ten bucks for a large two topping, no three topping pizza. I get pepperoni, sausage, and jalapenos, and it was ten bucks. And it was a large pizza, bro. And that shit would fill me up for two days straight, bro. And it was a it was only ten bucks. And so I always thought it slapped. I always thought it was fantastic. And and so that is definitely my my third option there because Domino's is hitting me. I love Domino's. I respect it, man. I I miss yes, when Domino's had the uh, the cinnamon sticks with the icing dip. Ooh, them shit's good. Hit. I remember yes. those. Yep, those. Mm -hmm. I do like their like their cookie brownies though. I always fuck with those too. They're oh, I forget what it's called. Um, <sighs> it's one of the, it's like one of those specialty things. Um, it's not like mm. a pizza thing, but it it's kind of like a breadstick, kind of not like a breadstick. It's kind of like in the like shape of like. Yeah, the twists, them twists. Uh -huh. Those go yeah. hard as well. I, yeah. I respect the Domino's pick. I do respect yes, it. Sir. Domino's is gas, bro. Like, I, it is. I low-key, I, I, I just like pizza in general. It's one of my favorite foods. It's usually my go-to food when, I, when I'm when i hungry, but I can't figure out what I want to eat. I usually just get pizza, you know? Because it's easy, it's simple, and it always slaps. But I low-key love Domino's. Pizza Hut fell off for me, if I'm being honest. You know, it used to be good back in the day, but now it's too greasy and gross. Papa yep. John's fire, Round Table's fire. Um, even frozen pizzas like the Giorno, Red the Baron, Giorno, you know. Yes. yes, sir. The Giorno be slapping. I love all that shit. Little Caesars is kind of all right. I mean, it's good for five bucks, but I mean, you spend an extra five bucks, you go to Domino's, you know. Yeah. And that, that's my opinion. So, but yeah, no, In and Out, Albertos, and Domino's, top three. That's not a bad. That that that's very broad. <laughs> on any given day, on any given day, you're gonna have something different. So, I mean, I respect mm -hmm. it. Yes, it's, sir. Like, I'm a man it. of many foods and tastes. I respect that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, speaking about food, I'm gonna let you get back to your food. But anyways, yeah, guys, sure. I appreciate me uh, listening to the podcast, the third episodes at a Legends Lounge podcast. Um, Dre, plug anything that you want. Uh, I'll make sure to have everything linked as well. But for all the yes, audio listeners, please just tell them where they can find you. Yes, sir. So pretty much you can find me um, on all social medias, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Dre Nilla. Specifically on Twitch, it's just Dre, D-R-A-Y, but every other social media that you can think of, it's Dre Nilla, D-R-A-Y-N-I-L-L-A. -L -L I'm most active on Twitter, so if you want to see some funny, crazy tweets, then go follow my Twitter. If you want to see this handsome face and maybe booty cheeks shaking, follow my Instagram. And uh, if you just want to see, you know, content from stream, follow the stream or follow my TikTok, so... 
Yeah, thank you for having me, Nave. I appreciate it, bro. It was a lot of fun. Bro, no problem. I appreciate you coming yes, on. Sir. This is somebody that I've been wanting to talk to for a while and meeting yeah. them in person, everything, bro. Mm. Fucking amazing times. Always a, a great dude to be able to talk with and chat with, and he's just so wholesome, you, man. man. So uh, I appreciate you appreciate coming that. here, man. Of course, bro. Right. Thank you for having me, man. It means a lot, bro. Seriously. Much love, yes, dude. Yes, sir. As always. All right, yes, boys. Sir. Uh, everybody, all of his links will be in the description below, um, and you guys can always see the visual podcast forum on YouTube on Navel, N-A-V-E-L-O-W. So, guys, please comment, subscribe. Thank you guys for watching. See you. Bye. Bye.